0: Support for this program is provided by Chevron, the human energy company.
1: This is Politico Energy. I'm Annie Snyder. After six months of holding nearly steady, gasoline prices are on the rise again. Nationwide, prices went up 24 cents in the past month to an average of $3.78 per gallon, according to AAA. Oil production cuts, extreme heat, and strong fuel demand are all contributing factors. So today we check in with Politico's Ben Lefebvre to dig deeper into why gas prices have gone up, if that trend will continue, and the Biden administration's response. It's Friday, August 4th.
0: It's kind of funny. We had thought we had seen the last of White House fighting high gasoline prices stories, but it looks like it might come back for a little bit. The main reason is that OPEC+, Plus, which means Saudi Arabia, has been successful in its decision to cut 1 million barrels a day of production. And it looks like whereas that cut was thought to have was going to expire at the end of the summer – OPEC Plus came out and said, actually, we're going to extend that cut for one more period. So it looks like there's going to be less oil into the market. At the same time, Russia's oil output has fallen. They were hoping to do this to prop up prices a bit. And those cuts to oil production have now worked their way into the market. And we're seeing prices where they had been, about $70-something per barrel earlier this summer are now, or a little bit above, $80 per barrel. And that's moved its way into the gasoline markets.
1: Okay, so that's the production side of things, but parts of the country where oil refineries are concentrated have also been experiencing extreme heat this summer. Has that played into the situation?
0: Yeah, analysts I talk to think that's a little bit of it. The high heat may be causing refineries to run slower. You still got people who have to work these refineries and they're dealing with extreme heat conditions in Texas and Louisiana. Other folks will kind of think it's a little bit, not quite as big as a factor as the production cuts. They'll say, you know, look, refineries are built to withstand like hundreds of degrees Fahrenheit as they basically cook the oil into gasoline and diesel. This extreme heat may be pushing things. And we have seen some refinery outages in the South, but they don't know how long that's going to remain a factor. Uh, One more uh, factor is that for those of us who have kids know, it's summer driving season. The kids aren't going to school. Everyone's going to vacation. August is still a period where people are driving for vacations. That will start winding down as well in the next few weeks. So we might see gasoline demand fall a little bit, and that should help ease prices at the pump quite a bit. Of course,
1: kids go back to school, right, as hurricane season is heating up, which seems problematic given if you've got OPEC production down, presumably that means we're more reliant on production like in the Gulf of Mexico, which is often straight on hits from hurricanes.
0: Correct. And NOAA predicted a near-normal hurricane season coming up. But, I mean, remember, near-normal, that's still could have some hurricanes in the cards. And as you mentioned, the less oil coming out of OPEC, the more strained supplies are gonna be for oil. And anything that could knock out a refinery or two along the Gulf Coast in the U.S. is gonna cause gasoline prices to spike pretty quickly. So it doesn't have to be an above normal season at all. As we saw in in years past, flooding, high winds can knock out power to refineries. And with the number of refineries in the U.S. that have closed recently, either because they're being repurposed for biofuels or there are just major accidents there, you know, the supplies are really tight. And any hurricane causing any upsets could quickly lead to gasoline prices increasing pretty quickly.
1: So steady gas prices had been something of a success story for the White House up until recently. So how is the Biden administration responding now that prices are on the rise?
0: They're saying they're keeping an eye on it. Prices still aren't at the psychological pain point of close to $5 a gallon. We're still below $4 a gallon. But as mentioned, you know, it doesn't take too many more monkey wrenches thrown into the works to kind of bring prices up to where they could be politically damaging to the party in charge. One thing they did do is they called off a request for oil to refill the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. They had done a few calls to replenish the SPR, but they called one off earlier that they had kind of put on the schedule. And their thoughts that they basically did this for two reasons. One was oil prices had gotten high enough where the White House you know, was off its mark of wanting to refill things when prices were $72 a barrel or so. But the other reason is like if the White House bought all that oil, that would probably prop up prices and keep gasoline prices high for the foreseeable future. So they may have erred on the better side of caution and just basically said, we're not going to monkey in the market right now.
1: Also, on Thursday, the Biden administration proposed denying the state of Alabama's program to oversee the closure of coal ash ponds, landfills, and other waste sites. It's the first time EPA has sought to block a state from taking charge of federal permitting requirements. Under federal law, a state program must be at least as protective as the federal one. But EPA said the Alabama program, in practice, is less protective of waterways and of people. Remember, coal ash contains a brew of toxic contaminants that are linked with cancer, including mercury, arsenic, and cadmium. By the way, Politico has a new podcast. Politico Tech is your daily download on the disruption that technology is bringing to politics and policy. Today, Stephen Overly interviews Justine Bateman, a Hollywood writer and filmmaker, about why she thinks AI represents an existential threat to entertainment. You can find Politico Tech wherever you get your podcasts. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our free newsletter at politico.com power switch, and subscribe to Politico Pro to read our morning energy newsletter. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Normal Molechel is the podcast's producer. Alex Keeney and Annie Reese edited the podcast this week. Our editors are Matt Daly and Gloria Gonzalez. I'm Annie Snyder, and we'll see you back Monday.
0: Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Chevron knows developing and deploying carbon capture and storage is a critical step in helping make progress towards global net zero, which is why we're targeting 25 million tons of CO2 per year in storage and offsets by the end of the decade. That's energy in progress. Visit chevron.com slash carbon capture.